This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. Tom Flynn is a San Francisco Bay Area writer, and his first novel is out now. It's called A Girl Named Dara. When Jeff Newcastle meets Dara, a beautiful Belarusian girl, on the first day of poetry class at UCLA, he imagines he stumbled onto the perfect college romance. Unfortunately, his fixation on Dara's beauty prevents him from seeing the truth about her tragic life. Happy to have Tom Flynn join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Tom, welcome to this program. Oh, Steve, thank you so much for having me on. I've been a fan of the show for a while, and it's, it's a pleasure, it's a thrill to be on with you right now. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good to have you here. So your first novel, A Girl Named Dara, um, when did you get the idea to write this novel? So the, the idea for this pro- probably came in two parts. Um, the driving force of it was uh, a study of attraction, um, I, I was I was thinking about attraction and how uh, attraction is a very natural, naturally occurring force, which is a good thing. I think we we need those things to just propel forward and to to uh, be successful, to uh, follow our instincts. But there's a point where uh, attraction can can kind of uh, go the wrong way, or it can go unchecked, and it can lead to very dark places if we don't if we don't get control over it. So the novel, uh, for the most part, explores. Well, what happens if you let attraction go unchecked, and um, where does that lead you? And then it's juxtaposed to what happens if you sort of evolve past that? What happens if you mature past that and you start uh, controlling some of your instincts or controlling how you view attraction? So it really it, it hopes to sort of divide that into two places. And, and then uh, I, I know the book goes to some dark places, but it shows some of the light, too, if you get it right. And I mentioned... Um, there was, there was two driving forces for the, the novel. Uh, the second was I had a, a friend of mine who passed away about 10 years ago. And so um, in the novel, the, the main character, Jeff, has a couple of roommates. And this friend who I dedicated the book to is represented in one of the roommates. So that was just incredibly satisfying, Steve, to, to have more adventures with him and to communicate with him and just to go through some of the old adventures we had before and then to invent some new ones. So mm. very kind of bittersweet, but very, very satisfying process. Yes. Let's talk about the characters, Tom, and how you created them. Let's start with Jeff Newcastle. Yeah, uh, Jeff, that's, that's interesting. Uh, Jeff is, uh, uh, most people will ask when you write a, a first-person novel, especially if it's a debut novel, they'll ask, is, is that character you? Mm. And I'm, I'm happy to say it is not. I'm very, very happy to say it is not. Jeff's quite different than me. I'm, I'm uh, markedly more decisive, and I would make different decisions than him. But definitely uh, some of his quirks, his sense of humor, I mean, it's, it's uh, from my perspective, I, I definitely you know, will pull in some of my sensibilities. But he's, he's kind of a mix of people that I've known, a few people I know. And more than anything, he'll represent um, just that, that sort of age, that age moving from your teens into your 20s, and kind of exploring the world and overcoming some of your, your earliest, most immature thoughts. How do you evolve past that? So he's really that personification of any male moving from their teens into their 20s and just, just by necessity having to evolve past some of your more immature thoughts. And that's, that's really what he represents. How about Dara? What's Dara like? How did you create Dara? Okay. Um, so the, the Dara is... More of that when I talked about attraction, sort of uh, un- unfiltered. She's she's a very beautiful girl. She's exotic. She's mysterious, and um, it's it's clear to see. I mean, if you're not Jeff and if you're not caught in the middle of it, it's clear to see that she has 
you know, a darker side to or, or a story that's not being told overtly at the beginning. So I think, well, for me, she represents more like a lot of things we encounter. We see things at their face, and you learn over time that nothing is what it seems on its face. And how deep that rabbit hole goes, you know, is dependent on the situation or the circumstances. So she really just represents that, like anything you encounter, and then what do you what do you do with it? How do you how do you explore it further? Um, she, she the, the name itself is based on um, it's just a really interesting name. It comes from many different parts of the world. Um, if you explore the name in different um, regions of the world, it could mean wisdom or pearl or star or beauty. And I just thought it was a really cool universal name to bring in. So um, I think she's very she's a wide spectrum of thoughts and things, and, and that's why I brought in that name. And finally, Carrie. What's Carrie like, and how did you create Carrie? Yeah, uh, so Carrie is, in many ways, uh, I'd say Dara's counterpart, um, where Dara really starts uh, on the surface, and Jeff spends a lot of time sort of lingering with his impressions of her surface attributes. Uh, Carrie is sort of uh, the opposite, where at first uh, Jeff's not too interested in, in her beauty or, or her, you know, he's not attracted to her. And then as he gets to know her, she's got this very deep, uh, resonating soul, very kind-hearted, um, she, she does a lot in her community. She's known far and wide as, as just uh, a really nice person who will do anything for anybody. And she's really a counterpart to that, that sort of uh, personification of what Dara means. We're chatting with Tom Flynn here on Speaking of Writers. His uh, new book, his first book, A Girl Named Dara, is out now. I want to talk to you about uh, your writing process. Uh, what was your primary challenge, first off, in writing this novel? <laughs> Time, <laughs> absolutely time. Um, I've I've written uh, most of my life. When I was very young, I did uh, stage plays, and I wrote all the requisite uh, cringeworthy poetry, as you can imagine. Um, I snuck in a couple novellas when I was young, my, my early twenties. But then I got um, heavily wrapped up in a, uh, a tech career in the uh, Bay Area, and it was just so hard to find, you know, a um, a block of time or enough blocks of times I could string together to to finish a manuscript. So that was the thing I wrestled with uh, the most. And then when I finally got down to write it, um, I had thought through this and I had worked the, um, the framework and the outline so much that it really flowed. There was not too much that once I finally got the time to sit down and do it, there really was not that much that blocked me. But I had had so much buildup to put the timeline together and sort of craft it out piece by piece uh, to that point. What do you think makes a good story, Tom? That great question. Uh, I think that's going to be that's that's sort of a, the eye of the beholder question. Um, for me, I am very character based. I I personally like compelling characters and uh, the interactions between those characters. Um, I I think as as a writer, I probably tend to, if anything, err on the side of more characters, more interaction, more development. Um, I, I do think that at some point the, the worm turns and there has to be a very discreet uh, obstacle or a goal that's defined, and then the character starts pursuing that goal blindly. So I, I like those things. I think those define a good story. Um, where the eye of the beholder comes in is I really like unrequited outcomes. I like, I like the reaching a lot more than the grabbing. But I know a lot of other people are going to prefer sort of a happily ever after kind of scenario. But either that all goes to the uh, 
um, everybody's taste. Uh, you mentioned you used an outline for this. Did you know in advance the motives of your main character? I think I think Jeff, um, his motive is is pretty straightforward and simple. He's more dragged along, despite the fact that he's the the you know the um, first person of the story. But the motivations of the other characters, uh, both Dara and Carrie, and then some of the secondary characters beyond them. Yeah, because I had spent so much time on the outline and because I was really trying to convey an important story about, you know, where attraction can back us into these dark corners or where it could actually pull us into the light, I did have a very good idea of who the characters were, what their motivations were, and, and you know, and even where, where they would end up. Um, and then, you know, Jeff, who, who like I said, is the, uh, the first-person storyteller, um, in many cases, he starts to develop a motivation about uh, halfway through, which really drives him. And, and I understood what that would be as well. But that was because I'd spent so much time on the outline. I read in your bio, you said, I write stories about uh, very recognizable, imperfect people that face steadily growing challenges. These people are either forced to change or they falter under the weight of refusing to change. Why was that so attractive to you? Yeah. Okay. So hearing you read that back, that, that is how I feel. Um, it, it is, I like, I like flawed characters and, um, it's kind of like that, the metamorphosis, the idea, you know, we, we keep talking about, you know, you go into the chrysalis and you come out as a butterfly and that's just not always the case. Like people expect this sort of happily ever after this perfect neat outcome and the truth is, most life doesn't doesn't occur in that fashion. Most life is you maybe you get incrementally better, or maybe you don't get better at all, but you learn something and you're poised to be better for the next adventure. And for me, that feels that's noble. It's noble to make mistakes. It's noble to miss the mark, and it feels more realistic. Um, not not every you know chunk of time turns us into an even brighter butterfly. And I like just exploring that the reality of it, and kind of getting into. How, how people may miss the mark, but they still remain beautiful through the process and worthy of, you know, having their story told. The first novel is always special for a writer, the debut novel. Um, what was it like? What was the feeling like when you completed it? <laughs> yeah, great, uh, great question. When I completed it, um, that, that was a great feeling. Pro- probably... Yeah, when I when I, I remember where I was and I, I finished the last scene, which is <clears throat> really uh, a big where I wanted to get to the whole time, and I, I put uh, the character in that position, wrapped it up the way I wanted to, brought a couple storylines together, and when I pushed that final uh, uh, period, I felt great. That was uh, euphoric. Um, since then, uh, it was a series of well, how do I edit it? How do I remove typos? How do I uh, distribute it? How do I find time to, to publish it? How do I get in front of people? It, it became um, a little bit more work since then. But that, yeah, that moment when you when you close the laptop and you're carrying that home and you're about to tell your wife, "Hey, I finished it." That is a fantastic feeling. One I'm looking forward to <laughs> experiencing many more times. What's been the feedback on the novel? Yeah, thanks. Um, it, it has been uh, great, and um, I have to be measured about that because I think the most people who have read it and given me feedback have been folks that I've known or people who know people I know. So I take all that with a grain of salt. I mean, the positive reviews are great. The, where it really means something for me is when somebody catches a theme, like a subtle theme that I put in and something that meant a lot to me. And in, whether or not they say that it was favorable or they liked it, 
they're talking to me about, hey, I've always thought this. I've never seen this personified in, like, you know, literature or movie or anywhere. It's interesting that you're exploring this. That That's probably the most meaningful. And um, I've also... I've also encountered where there were a few things about the story that I knew were personal to me or they were storytelling the way that I prefer it. And I knew that maybe it wouldn't be everybody's style. And watching people kind of come to terms with that saying, hey, this this part took a little longer to develop than I'm used to, but I like the way you did it and I feel like I got to know the character more. Um, It's been really interesting meeting people on that level too and just sort of talking through it. But, I mean, normally I'm working a day job. So any person who wants to talk to me about this good, better, and different, I mean, it's it's fantastic. It's just a great exchange, really satisfying to, you know, talk to people about this because uh, there's so much more than what I wrote on the page. There's so much more meaning behind everything I put there, and somebody who wants to meet me on that level is welcome, you know, regardless of what they think. It's just a great conversation. Well, Tom, the first novel is done. It's available on Amazon. Are you hard at work on the sophomore effort? And if so, can you give us a sneak peek into what it's about? I am. I'm uh, very hard at work at it. Um, I have. I, I, th- I mentioned I have a fairly demanding work schedule, and I and I love what I do for my day job. But I've gotten a taste for it uh, for for putting uh, for for having completed a girl named Dara. So I now uh, find myself making time more so on nights and weekends. And I'm about seventy thousand words into the next novel. The working title of it is uh, Sawtell Gemini, but that could change. I'm, I'm, you know, I kind of go back and forth on that. And I've given myself a timeline to get this out um, in spring of next year, because I know how much time it'll take once I finish it to edit it, etc. I make a lot of typos. I'm very good at those. And I've already been um, uh, contacted by two small publishing houses uh, about potentially looking at whatever else I'm working on and would I be willing to work with them. I have no idea what that process is like since I'm self-published, so I'll have to kind of go through that. And um, that could change the timeline considerably. I, I don't know, but I'm definitely I'm up for the, for the journey. It's, it's fascinating no matter what turn it takes. All right, we'll enjoy this one now. It's called A Girl Named Dara, the debut novel from Tom Flynn. It's available on uh, Amazon. Tom, thank you so much for joining me. Steve, thank you so much. This has been a thrill, and I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. And this is Speaking of Writers.